listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. <laughs> you guys! Today is an auspicious day. Auspicious day. Auspicious in- indeed. <laughs> because there's someone sitting next to me. I don't know what auspicious means. There's a butt in the seat next to me. What and is auspicious? It's shaped like Sean's butt. It is. Because it belongs <laughs> to Sean. Meaning that it doesn't exist. <laughs> White men have asses like CD cases. <laughs> <laughs> Flat, clear. And they're really hard to open. <laughs> yes, they're very hard to open. That's why we do so well in prison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm here. I'm actually in the nerd cave. He's, He's in studio. He's live. Literally hot in no here No issues right with Skype, though his audio will eventually well, cut out. Yeah, yes. it's true. Because we'll kill him. Roxy, it is happen. literally hot in here because now we have an extra body and it was just not meant to handle heat. that. Ask my girlfriend. I just radiate heat. Right. At night, if it's in the winter time in the mountains, she's like, "This is amazing." And in the summertime, she's like, "Stay ten feet away from me when you <laughs> sleep." It's Walk a Moriarty it. thing. It's a total Moriarty thing. Is it, do it's you a guys guy just thing. Retain it's a dude thing. heat more? No, I just radiate heat. Oh, yeah, radiate. No, we, we have a yeah. reactor. Mm. It's in our, I got a job as a space our, heater for an office building once. <laughs> <laughs> Two floors. That didn't last Two long. <laughs> That just totally reminded me of the producers. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. like, two <laughs> coats. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. <laughs> so yeah, this is. I think it's gonna be fun because it's you're special. here and like, it's it's just weird because like I never met you before in person. No, I've never met you before either. I'm kind of scared of you. It's you're weird. like in 3D. I know all three terrifying dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so this is cool, man. I'm happy he's a lot cool. bigger than he looks on the. Yeah, he's on massive. He's taking. Oh, up actually, the you hadn't seen me stand up yet. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh Jesus! Does Bear pose. <laughs> you guys! Oh my Lord! Sean is six foot six, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm six foot six inches, and if you'd like to know my height, you can reach me at Sean Mo <laughs> I mean, at nerdonomy.com. I think we're gonna have to call in for a new <clears throat> new ceiling, guys, because he almost poked a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we yep. need a real one. You were getting there. We are very grateful to John for giving us that ceiling. But we're not grateful to the fans that don't send the fucking ceiling money in. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) Send us the fucking ceiling. I'm just saying it would help to like track some of our fans and threaten them and their families with violence (laughs) if they don't give us the money. What's it's not working now, so we got to take mob tactics. Uh huh. How about we get started, shall we? I'm I just Well you know what, Sean? I think you could get away with that because our fans love you. Like they, no, they there's don't. a big boner out there for Sean Moriarty. I bet you I'm responsible for many fans leaving. So like we hear good things from a couple fans and it's like, oh, they like Sean. But like ten fans have probably left because they acted like they heard something I said and were like, Wow, this is awful. I can't that's oh. the worst thing I've ever heard. No, I don't believe in that. I think, like, especially when when we get to feedback later, like we'll see the depth of some people's devotion. You to know, you there's and your sick sense of humor. We do have an explicit <laughs> next to our title for exactly. a reason. So. Exactly, it's true. I think, hey, though Sean has definitely watch your feet, lady. Watch your long ass legs. It's not my fault. <laughs> I was not, here first. It's not my fault. This is how the Lord has made me. <laughs> I was here first. It's true. Yeah, buddy. It's true. I can see your. Urine stains on the floor underneath that, which <laughs> this is my territory. Wow. Clearly means that that's my right. house. My house. <laughs> Brian's looking at me like he wants to kill me, but I, that's the look he's it's given me since birth. Affair. He was born and had that look like Stewie Griffin. Like as soon as he saw me, he's like, one day. Here's 
Here's the problem with this. <laughs> this is what's going to make the dynamic much more interesting, is uh, we don't have the Skype lag nope. to kind of help temper what Sean <laughs> says. Exactly. It's true, yeah. We have to deal with Brian's reactions in real time. Yep. And I can actually see your face. Yep. I can exactly. actually see the look of, oh, of anger, oh. annoyance, constipation. Oh, God. Is what the look that you're giving me is right now. Oh, Brian. Sarah, and wait, no, the look out and the smell the tension. of constipation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to be so, uh, well, I was actually going to say, take it on to topic. I saw Muppets Most Wanted yesterday. Oh, Ooh, shit. How was it? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, you better hurry because I think it's on its, its way out, out of theaters. Mm. I seen it. It's, it's been in theaters for like a month now. I know. I just um, been well, gonna get on me. that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw Grand Budapest Hotel. Amazing. They're still not playing it in my balls. tiny town in Durango. It um, is hands down my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Uh, really? Absolutely. Yes. Better than Royal Tannenbaums. It yes, was like it was it. like a combo of Tannenbaums and Fantastic Mr. Fox and fucking every good thing about a Wes Anderson movie was in this yeah. movie in particular. Yeah. Because, just, I mean, I loved Moonrise Kingdom and I loved Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. Those rooms were probably my favorites, but this one just totally outdid them. I was like, I wish How do you feel about do... Darjeeling Limited? I was kind of not wowed by that one. I, I liked the very... chemistry between the three brothers. Yeah. But otherwise, no, that movie I didn't I think do that much. the story wasn't like Wes Anderson. It's just not like a Wes Anderson movie. No. It was very much like a... I, it took me about three times to appreciate it as much as I do now, but originally yeah. I was just like... Was this was didn't have the humor? It mm. had some humorous parts, but it didn't have the humor that the other ones did. Yeah, and the I'm, one thing about about um, Grand Budapest that I really loved was the pacing. Is that yeah. everything was so perfectly paced? The humor was just on top. I mean, everything was just so well put together that mm-hmm. you couldn't really find a flaw to it. Like every scene, as far as the set design goes. It's just classic Wes Anderson, where you see everything is just so organized so well, and everything's placed perfectly. Like, it's just clean. Wes Anderson Muppets movie. Would you see that shit? Oh, hell yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it'd be so inappropriate. I know, it'd be so inappropriate. I don't know if it would work, but... No, it would. I am. The color scheme alone would be awesome. (laughs) All that felt. Yeah. (laughs) Just so many different felt layers. Lots of of pastels and patterns that are being worn on Mm -hmm. their clothing. And all the voices of the same people. You got to get like Owen Wilson as Kermit. No. And then just Bill Murray like, as no, no, the you dog. You like, the movie as the, the, the cameos. cameos. Oh. Exactly. And there would just ah. be like all these weird cutaway scenes like just mm-hmm. peppered in there of just <laughs> Muppet sex. Like that's... <laughs> yes. Good. Why? I love Muppet Why? sex. <laughs> because have you seen a Wes Anderson movie? Uh-huh. There's like little like, like oh, we're going to go to the scene. Then we're going to cut away, cut away, cut away, sex. Cut away, cut away. There's <laughs> a shot of the butt. Like. And then like, oh, we're going to... Ha- like in Grand Budapest. Oh, we're going to hang up this picture and it's... Two, two chick, virgin or two, two chicks fingering each other, each other oh. off. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, oh <laughs> Get uh, on yeah. you, man. <laughs> oh. So the answer to Sarah's question from like three minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted was actually, was actually really really good. <laughs> oh, was it? Good. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. So Muppets yeah. Most Wanted. Did it did it live up to the Muppets? So mm. I would say yes. Uh, it was definitely more musical. Of, okay. Of Muppet movies. In fact, there's tons of musical numbers in it. Okay, okay, okay. How they, were, they even have a whole one thing about them doing a sequel. Nice. What the about sequel song? The sequel song was awesome. And they do, they do a very nerdy film reference that like nobody in the theater got except me. I was like, I get that reference! <laughs> <laughs> that is referencing! Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
how did uh, Ty Burrell and Tina Fey what? do? What okay, it? so they were talking about doing a sequel, mm-hmm. and at one point they were talking about like, what kind of movie should we make? And the Swedish Chef is saying we should do like an avant-garde, oh, like the seven and, it, seal. and it shows it's the amazing. seven. It, no, not the Seven Seal. It's, it was the Seven Seal. That's the Seven Seal where the guy plays the black and white movie. Where yes. The guy plays chess with death, yes. and they're showing a guy playing chess with death, and that's the suggestion that the Swedish Chef has for what they're. Oh my god, that's and amazing! I like, and I was like, that was amazing, and I was completely lost on every fucking Colorado I, redneck that was in. There. I <laughs> was the only person in the theater, and it was this was a pretty packed house too. Nice uh, for a Monday at five p.m. Mm. Go figure. But I was like laughing out loud at a lot of moments, and I was the only person in the theater getting it. So it it was a very, very smart movie, I think, with lots of references. Um, I was also kind of surprised. Ricky Gervais can sing. No, he can't. You said that, but it's obvious that he couldn't sing that well, and they auto tuned him a little bit. (laughs) You know, no, he. To each their own, I guess. You being a singer, too. I couldn't believe you didn't pick up on that. You told me that yesterday. I was like, wrong. Okay, so no one. <laughs> no one in this movie is about to be on Broadway. No one in this movie is a fantastic singer except for Josh Groban, who makes uh-huh. a cameo. Um, That's and Brian he got actually really got even hard. better too. Like he <laughs> so hard it knocked the popcorn off of his lap. <laughs> no. Boing! Um, and the popcorn off the laps of the people all in front of him too. Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> even with Kermit the Frog, who is not known for sounding pretty, he's just been able to carry pitch and mm-hmm. just kind of trail off. They got somebody who could do the Kermit voice perfectly, but also sing it really well. Nice. Too. Nice. So, like, he had vibrato in some moments. It was just wow. like, wow, that's... Why are there so many songs about dildos? <laughs> What's on the other side? Oh, Turns out it's another fucking dildo. And they have two-sided my childhood. ones. <laughs> My, my childhood is dead. <laughs> Speaking of childhood, guys. Double-headed dildo connection. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Cannot be the title of the episode as much as Sean wants it to be. <laughs> oh, it turns out we can, by the way. I'd like to s- announce this right now. I looked at Penn and Teller, or Penn Gillette's Sunday School. One of the names of his episodes recently was the fucking fuck, 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 fuck something show. So I think Brian <laughs> was misinformed. We can put any expletive we want in the title. Let's do it. So this episode should be titled Fuck Cunt. Fuck, cunt, 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 fuck. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, which is also a slur. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. High five. Yes. That's going to be the name of my first child. Can I veto that one? So, child actors. And on that note, everybody, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Sean Moriarty, and I just dropped my headphones. In welcome the to the Nerd Cave, Sean. It's smaller than it looks on television. That's what she said. That's what she always says. It's true. The table <laughs> is right up against Sean's balls right now. Oh, my God. Uh, not because Sean likes it, because that's true, too, but just there's no other space. I don't have, I don't have Randy Marsh <laughs> microwave balls. From South Park. <laughs> Sean, it's better radio if you're... If you're oh, that's right. We're doing radio. Oh. Yes. Our balls are really close to the table. <laughs> and they're huge. And they're huge. Yes. Uh, Buy Vitamin of Benjamin. It's really good Fiat for you. of the mind. <laughs> also, Brill Cream. Best for the hair. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to say anything this episode. Oh, oh, no. It's the mo, bro. Just shut up. Do you want to just like, talk? We'll come back in like an hour. Show. Cool. Up. Now you're making me feel self-conscious. Don't feel self-conscious. <laughs> I mean, 
we were sitting here hanging out for about an hour before we started recording, and you just keep going. I, it's my mom. <laughs> my mom yesterday, no, my mom was not, listening yeah. to me just like rant <laughs> in the just talking about nothing, and she's like, "Do you ever shut the fuck up?" <laughs> <laughs> and Katie and Katie, my girlfriend, goes right. <laughs> so how has your stay been in San Jose? It's been great. Nice. I have done a whole lot of nothing, which Good. is what I like to do on vacation. Uh, yeah. I went and hit up Psycho Donuts. Fuck yeah, in Campbell. Campbell. Oh my oh, god, the dead Elvis. Shit. Which, oh. by the way, is a custard-filled donut covered with peanut butter and jelly syrup, bacon, and freeze-dried bananas. Nice. Who was your psycho nurse? Was it Anna? Uh, I don't know her name. She, she didn't have a name girl. tag. She didn't, but she no. was a nurse, right? She was all dressed up. Oh, she was dressed like a nurse. And yeah. I, of course, what did I say when I went in? Hello, Hello nurse. nurse. There you go. Yeah. You know, Psycho Donuts feel... is an awesome place because they've had protests there before. People have, like, yeah. out, outwardly, like, oh, yeah. protested the fact that they have really controversial donuts. Well, there was <laughs> well, also one they gave the gate out. It's a controversial theme for their mm-hmm. shop that... Yeah. It's like mental institutions, and they feel like it's yeah offensive to those who have in the mental health mental industry. Yeah. Exactly. Those people aren't buying donuts anyway. Yeah, yeah. but here's the, <laughs> but, but there was also, donuts brought to them. Jealous. They've also had animal rights activists there because like a year ago. So first of all, for those who don't know, foie gras is illegal in the state of California oh, to sell shit. now. Um, so really? Because it's, it's fucking delicious. It's illegal to sell, but not to give away. Ah. So uh, psycho donuts in protest to the law procured lots of foie gras, put it into a like a custard frosting and filled a bunch of donuts with it and were giving away foie gras donuts to those who were willing, nice. were willing to stand in line wow. about a year ago. That's wow. badass. So you had like the PETA people like, you know, arguing with them, but then you also had a lot of people like, free donuts. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do is to get the uh, donut fries and then go to Heroes Comics and just browse the comics. Yeah. My I went to Heroes right before we went there actually. Nice. And I was salivating over the Superman versus Spider-Man crossover book. That, and it was like <laughs> this big. It was a huge book. It's on. on the wall. I was staring at it for about 20 minutes, and Katie, my girlfriend's like, don't buy that. That's $300. I was like, but it's worth it. Dude, next Saturday is free comic book day. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to walk in there and be like, you see that wall book? <laughs> I me. want that on free comic book day, dick. And they say no, and I pull out a switchblade, and then they say yes, and then I go to jail. <laughs> what a great trip. But on free comic book day, you're not actually, you can't go pick no. the ones that you want. No, they, they, they have them already selected. Yeah. They issue them to you. I already know where the nearest comic book is to my free- work. So I can go get one. It's mm. not even him dying. Oh, it's a, it's a it's like it's a dream. A, it's a it's a possible future. Yeah, possible future. Yes. Yeah. They've blown it out of proportion. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, what the fuck the are we does talking that. about? We're talking about child actors. Are we really? Are we sort of. No segue. I don't talk no about segue. You know you know who loved comic books? Mickey Rooney. Uh, that's, that's I have no true. I have no evidence to back. Oh that up wait, but you know whatsoever. who likes making movies about comic books? Peter Billingsley. Who the fuck is Brian Singer? Peter Billingsley. You know he was in. Christmas story, but now he produced you no know, movies like Iron Man. All right. So suck on that. Suck Ashley. on. What? I will not suck on anything that you have. I'm sorry, Brian. Ew. Okay. <laughs> my. Can we talk about our favorite child actors to get the ball rolling? Maybe? Sure. Okay. My favorites are Macaulay Culkin and the Olsen sisters, or the twins, rather. Really, the Olsen twins? Yeah, because I grew up with them. Man, Full House was my ish, you know. Okay. Yeah, but and then they I... turned into cunts. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Okay, okay, the era oh that, God. remember, okay, after they left Full House and they were, like, tweens and they were making, oh, no, those stupid movies, like, the no, no, no. double bubble toil and trouble or whatever, the, dude, the, okay, the those movies podcast. were, like, my sustenance, <laughs> because they would do, what oh, did they do? Oh, you're, that's right. I'm a child of the night. I know, I, I was, like, it. 12 when those came okay. out, and I was, like, Do you remember at your grandmother's house we go? 
double double toil and trouble like yep. you said how the west was fun how I the mean, west was fun holy shit i remember i remember avoiding those at the video store yeah well i didn't you i all remember up. video stores <laughs> Blockbuster. you go in and have to cleverly avoid the olsen twins movie so you could get to the curtained area <laughs> Okay, well, I also idolized Mara Wilson, who was Matilda. Oh, Mara Wilson oh, was Mara Wilson, awesome. Yeah. She was great. Whatever happened to her? So she became like an English major and a writer. She's a yeah. She's like a. That. She went. What she went she? to NYU, which is where they do say that child actors go to die. Um, <laughs> she was in their theater department, but she writes. Yeah, but yeah. do they go there to die, or do they go there and they, they get into a to... cocoon and they become a butterfly? <laughs> they go, they move on to writing, or they go on to direct, or they go on to do something. Well, I mean, they could very well be. Yeah, I mean, they're going on to do other things. Some okay. of them do go to pursue acting and just don't become actors. She was the cutest thing ever in Mrs. Doubtfire. I can't she believe was. they're making a sequel. They are making that. a sequel, and she's having nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, However, shit. Joy Lawrence, who probably doesn't have much going on, says he wants to be a part of it. We're his goddamn kids too. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best lines. He's in that a movie. She. She's a he. He's a he. So apparently they filmed the scene. Remember the restaurant scene where at the end of the movie when like he's trying to like handle his shit but his, the secret comes out. Yeah, and he like tries to doesn't he try mm-hmm. to poison Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> with like he's that. like Pierce Brosnan's allergic to spice, so he goes back there and like he, he dumps a bunch of Cajun spice. Yeah, exactly. Well, apparently yeah. that restaurant is a restaurant can't, in can't uh, San Ramon or Dan. I think it's in Danville. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in Danville. And I grew up in Danville, so like when I was a kid, like there was all this big commotion about they're filming this Delphire. In my fucking neighborhood. Well, like <laughs> whenever so I, whenever I'm in San Francisco and like I yeah. pass by Steiner, I'm like, oh Steiner Street, how lovely. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Dude, I straight up went to San Francisco to find the Full House house. Okay? Did you really? I what, found on it. the uh, the Queen Anne's. No, yeah. so there's the Queen Anne's that are in the opening title sequence, uh-huh. but the actual house that they oh, zoomed okay. in on at the end. Yeah. Um, they repainted it now, so it's a totally different color, but it has this like cute little velvet rope in front of it, oh and gosh, so you can't like walk on the steps. So what park are they in in the beginning too? Uh, uh, I think it's 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 the park that's in um I think it's the park that's right in front of the the, the Is it actually houses. close? I just want to know for, you know. Yeah, there is a park in it's, front. Is of the there houses. a park very close to where they'd show as the front of the house, no. the establishing shot? That house is Then it's bullshit. <laughs> I am going to go well, home and I'm going to throw away all of my full house DVDs. <laughs> All of them. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that things that are televised aren't exactly what they seem oh, geographically yeah. I'm speaking? I'm finding that out and I'm having to throw away a lot of money. <laughs> I just remember they did Brown. one Full House episode where they actually went to San Francisco. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> Bold and Ash. <laughs> I, like, really wanted to see a monocle spontaneously pop in front of your face. Like, <laughs> Mop. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the, the finger monocle with my, my thumb. There we go. There we go. And, yep. Okay, well, that's my spiel about the Olsen twins. I need need a stick, a walking stick, so I can go... Pounds it on the ground. You shall not pass. So so, so the Olsen twins, huh? I fucking love those Olsen twins. There you go. Okay. (laughs) And what about you, Brian? Uh, I totally fuck them now, but stop I mean, like, it! Stop it! Stop it! But not when they were little. That would be wrong. <laughs> that would be wrong. That would be wrong. Um, just off the top of my head, probably Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. What about you got Wood for Elijah Wood, huh? Oh shit! When I was a kid, I didn't like him that much, but I like what he turned into. How about that? Are you kidding me? Radio Flyer was a. F- I'm kidding. Was a depressing actor. It was movie. really depressing. Wasn't he? Was he the kid in Forever and Young? Macaulay Culkin was no, he was in a... Was the kid Forever Remember Young? the good son? Yeah. yeah. With Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. That yeah. The kid in Forever shit. Young. Uh, like for, like Fred Savage a lot as a kid. Fred Savage kind of annoyed me. Really? Because yeah. we, we were But then he went on to, to be an integral part of the beginning of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This is true. 
this is true. And he also <laughs> had a giant fucking mole in his face <laughs> in the third <laughs> and mole, worst mole, Austin Powers movie. Yeah. Are you trying to insult comic dog all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, Elijah would be the kid of these for buttons calls okay, our yeah, parents to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you guys, what about Natalie Portman in The Professional? Well, oh, duh. Yeah. And yeah. I gotta say, this is gonna sound fucked up, but I thought she was so hot in that movie. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> when that movie came out, I was like a year younger than her. And I was like, Dad, who's that? First of all, Dad, if you're listening, why'd you let me watch The Professional at that age? <laughs> Secondly, she was fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fun yeah. fact, because of the offensive and sexually explicit letters that she got as a child after that movie, it was part of the reason why she was so absolutely insecure and um, not doing any sort of nudity or sexual scenes at oh. all until she was in her 20s because wow. because she was so sexually objectified as a child. Oh. Whoa, really? That's yeah. like Jodie Foster so scary. and Taxi Driver. I mean, you know? yep. if I had written in a letter in crayon mm. that was like, I think you're pretty. <laughs> Nothing like that. You're talking about grown men right. that were sending in letters yeah. like, I want you. Mara Wilson oh. found pictures of her feet on a foot fetish website when Ugh. she was a kid Ugh. oh my god wow brooke shields wasn't able to have sex until she was in her um like early mid-20s wow. because um because she, of the because she was lagoon, so yeah. sexualized after as what's a teen. that movie the blue lagoon, blue lagoon. The blue lagoon and then, which and then, i don't know about putting her naked in commercials and stuff like that like nothing gets between me and my calvins and that sort of thing so she was so sexually objectified that she didn't feel like she had control no of her own that, body now, how did that no get to her though who was, who was, was allowing her to see those letters or those things or was she just being yelled out on the street? She didn't have a momager? I, I mean, isn't that how it is? Your parents are always That's like... That's No, abs your on parents you? aren't always in control. No. This yeah. is this is And nowadays you're seeing that happen with... I mean, look at... I mean, I'm sure a lot of why Justin Bieber's such a douchebag is because creepy ladies have been throwing themselves at him since no, he was Justin like Justin Bieber's 12. a douchebag yeah. because he's 20, he's got millions of dollars, and he never got a chance to really be a kid. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, Brian. Like, being Canadian has nothing to do with it. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse <laughs> me. You're awesome. Former Canadian in the house right now and I can former. speak current which is why we let you on this podcast former no she's, she's, she's not a current now. Canadian she's an American citizen now well dual. technically I'm kind of happy. I'm an American citizen now everyone's <laughs> cool to me <laughs> fuck you Eddie fuck you Eddie half Eddie <laughs> what have you done for me lately <laughs> case in point her being here keeps our very fragile diplomatic relationship yeah. intact. So I got love. Our fragile diplomatic because the the fictional war from South Park the movie could hey, just erupt again. They will time. always be polite. That doesn't Man. mean they have to like us. This is cool. Just saying. You know what it is? I want to touch it. What is it? Pull it apart. Wow. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds this so conversation? dirty on the radio. Oh god. Love it. Oh. It's a oh. Oh my god. That's so I can put the episode on that and then you don't have to load it up and do this extremely complicated nice. like me download it from do the do mountains kind of thing. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. By the okay. way. So other actors that we like. <laughs> it's the exact same size except the cape is less blue. Yes, so <laughs> Roxy wants to put the Batman flash drive in her cave. No, so. I just, I just want to get back on topic. I don't okay. think I've ever seen Sarah's face like that before. Like, You're like, it's all your fault. Just, yeah, I'm just saying that this is what I'm worried about when you're in the studio. No, we're so excited though that he's here. We are totally you know? excited. We love you. I'm yeah. not. This is a pain in my fucking ass. <laughs> 
Look at that goofy smile. Okay, so le- what do we? What's kind of on the docket for today? Then, the kind of topics we want to. So discuss. I think none of us else got to talk about what our favorite child actor. Oh. Yeah, none of us did. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me this time. I know it, wasn't, it was Roxy. Yeah. I got done fucked up. Sarah, who are your favorite child actors? There's a lot of really good child actor performances that yeah. I really appreciate. Um, Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine, definitely, oh, obviously amazing. Yeah. I was a total sucker for Haley Joel Osment in Sixth Sense. Aww. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was he really was, good. He in was it. great in that movie. And now uh-huh. he's a big, weird porker dude. Yeah, well. Mm. Now he looks like he ate the entire cast of. <laughs> His Sixth little Sense. sister yeah. is pretty talented. Yeah, she's on the Disney show. All the time. Who else, Sarah? Uh, Freddie Highmore. <gasps> oh, and Finding Highmore, great, of course. Now Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. Yeah, it was great. Freddie Highmore is also made for some excellent memes because of. Finding Neverland. There's so many oh, great the memes. Scene where he's them? crying on the bed. Yeah, the scene where he they they have. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's like he was also great in August Rush. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I love yeah, yeah. that one. I love that yeah. soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, flawless. Obviously, Judy Garland. Judy Garland, I think, was you know fantastic, and she yeah. started off with Mickey Rooney, who was another yeah. famous um, child yeah. actor. Those ones stand out a lot for me, and then like on a kind of more, I guess, teen idol-y way. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. Devin Sawa, like these are really important ones. Um, Corey Haim had a huge oh crush my. on are him. Are you serious? Oh yeah. You were did, like by the time you were watching his movies, though, he was old enough to be like your uncle. <laughs> so right. I still thought he was cute, like Ain't in his heyday. Sarah's got a thing for her uncle, is basically what she just said. <laughs> so. That's exactly what I just Go said. That's not Z, right mm-hmm. there. weird yeah. at all. By no the transitive property, necessary. she wants to bang her uncle. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my God. Um, well, hang on a second, because I think that begs the question. Mm-hmm. So. What are we defining, number one, as a child star? Number two, when does the line end? Because are we talking child star? Is anybody who's not legally an adult who's a major star? Are we talking about people who have been successful as kids but didn't get to make it as adults? Or did they were they able to transition? I, Where's the line here, Sarah? I, I need some structure with this. Relax, Brian. We will give you some structure. <laughs> right Where <laughs> is the line? Because I have some dates with some possible child actors lined up that my buddy... Um, I'm not going to say his name, but his initials are BS, oh may God. have helped me out with. <laughs> Jesus. I'm willing to say that you're defined as a child actor when you're 17 and younger. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Or 18 and younger. Because mm, child actor, I, I think it should be like if you're be- before you're like mid teen years. Because by the time you're 15, you kind of have more wherewith. Like when we're talking about child actors, especially what we're going to talk about later with like the things that have plagued and or helped child actors like when you as soon as you get to a certain age maybe modern child actors are older 17 is like what if you started a movie when you were 17 but then while you were shooting it you became 18 Mm -hmm. like you're kind of an adult by the i at least thought i had the cognitive abilities that adults do by the time i was like 14 to comprehend what's happening around me well no i don't I don't think so, but you don't have the skills for like management. Oh, okay. And those, so like the the vital roles that like yeah, agents, but Lindsay managers, Lohan and still doesn't have play. that, and she's like almost thirty. Well, yeah, well. because she's developmentally stunted. Yes. See, that's the that's the curse of the child actor mm. right there. Yeah. Okay, so let's totally. say seventeen. Let's just say the like Sarah said, the legal say, definition. Because because I do think that there are there are a lot of aspects that legally go into it mm. that are, and because honestly, I mean, I thought I was super smart at seventeen too, but. Turns out I don't think yeah, I do no, shit. Not, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> right, so uh, I'm pretty sure that like that all definitely plays into what happens in the personal lives of these actors. Yeah, I mean, it's true. When you're in living in the spotlight a lot, when yeah. you're working, I mean, it's one of those things where because you're working 
at a very high professional level very early on, you miss out on key moments in your development. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Or that even if you're if you're not having a good balance of humility versus stardom, that's always a big problem too. Yep. Yes. It's true. And I'm gonna steal Roxy's thunder here a little bit because part of my notes I uh did some research about the psychology of a child mm, actor. This is important. And I read I read this in a very well-respected internet medical journal. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. WebMD? Wow. No. No, no, no. <laughs> the Wikipedia? Um, so there's several factors regarding whether or not a child performer let will me, be let me say this, adjusted and well-adjusted. Okay, is narcissism part of that? No, no, no. These are factors. These, these, are, these are general factors in how they play in. So we're talking about... What their age is, the uh-huh. motivations of both the children and their parents, uh-huh. the length of time they have in the spotlight, their level of commitment, their work environment, and the financial gains. Those things all, depending on the variables within those factors, right. are what turn someone into you know a monster like Lindsay Lohan. No okay. offense. Or Lindsay Lohan also has an alcoholic father, and so she has a genetic predisposition to it. Oh, sure. Let's just always blame the parents. It's not her fault. I'm not. I'm not. So, <laughs> so there's this idea, right, that there's a personality disorder out there called narcissistic personality disorder, yeah. mm-hmm. where the individual develops as a child in mm-hmm. the sense that they're not able to view the world and the people around them as whole people yeah they only see them as either good or bad and they can only use these people for their own personal gain yep and so these people as parents use their children for personal gain they live vicariously through their children that my kid's gonna be a basketball star because i fucking want them to be because i could have been a basketball star when i was a kid so i don't give a shit if my kid doesn't like basketball i'm gonna put them into basketball practice 12 hours a day same thing with child actors, especially if those child actors end up being the breadwinners for their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the amount of pressure oh God, put it's on huge. these poor children. Look at Macaulay Culkin's family. I yeah. mean, there's like, what, six or seven kids in that family? And Macaulay yeah. Culkin was by far the most famous. Mm-hmm. And a bunch and of his younger the most siblings. screwed up. I mean, Kieran's doing just fine. There's a bunch of tragedy in that family. Siblings well, I mean, died. Macaulay Culkin like, had to get emancipated from his, from yeah. his parents. So Lindsay Lohan basically got to move to LA on her own when she was 18. But her mom said she wasn't ready, but she still said she wanted to go. She goes off to, you know, to L.A. when she's 18, goes parties, does all this stuff on her own, starts drugs. I mean, the downward spiral that was her career started when she left her family. And I think she made that decision at 18 because she was already given so much damn responsibility as a child to be the breadwinner for her own family that she's given this false sense of, Okay, because I'm so damn in charge of my career, I can be in charge of my life. Yeah, but at the same time, there those child actors are so pampered all the time that they yeah. have difficulty learning like normal tasks like cooking chores and actually, you know, getting things done. So I mean, they've been talking about how Lindsay Lohan's had problems with that too. Now that mm-hmm. she's trying to like live on her own, she I've been watching that show. She's got some money, so she doesn't have to do all those things herself. But like when the day comes that she doesn't have a wave of fame to ride on, it's gonna be really. Yeah. hard for her to adjust to our us normies life <laughs> yeah and, and these kids are also they're given so much stuff and pampered by the people around them and not yeah. just people who are paid to pamper them but people who are like oh my god this kid's so adorable yep. and so there's so much value put on being adorable while you're still young and people are just, yeah, you just lavishing all over you so Mara Wilson actually wrote a really great article that everybody should yeah, be reading I'm right now. I'm looking it up right now. Um, it's called Seven Reasons Child Stars Go Crazy in Insider's Perspective. And she put, put it up on crack.com. So you know it's a good read. It's really funny. <laughs> um, 
But she was like saying, you know, imagine being considered adorable up to this point and then having to go through your awkward puberty years on camera. Hmm. And and it completely changes. And watching people stop paying attention to you because you're less adorable (sighs) and then go to the next adorable kid. Yeah, that's something you have to take. You have to do cautiously. I mean, because we're talking. People forget that they're children. The people that run Hollywood and that are putting these children in these movies see them as dollar signs. They're products. They're products. But the problem is raising a child and and what you how you act around a child, how you treat a child has to be approached with a certain level of caution because you're doing damage to these people. And I'm hoping that now I'm as anybody know now are they are they doing better at actually... I don't think anything's changed. I I really don't think much has changed. I think it's on a more of a case by case basis. I think financially speaking, there's been a lot that's been done to protect kids because there was a lot of early child stars who got screwed out of money uh, because their parents were being the ones that were being paid. Was that the Danny Bonaduce story too? Well, there was the Danny Bonaduce thing, but there was... um, The Coogan Act or something, It was the Coogan Act because what's his bucket? Coogan... Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. I think it's no, Jack. it's Jackie, Jackie Coogan. Coogan. Jackie Thank Coogan. you. I was like, I, I'm like, it's not Steve. What is it? It's not Steve. <laughs> oh my god! I think of Tropic Thunder when I yeah, I know, Steve right? <laughs> so Jackie Coogan was the first person to actually take his parents to court because of the fact that they were based. They basically had spent all of yeah. his money. Yeah. Wow! And he was only able to recoup so very little. And the Coogan Act itself only protects children's assets up to 15% and that's it. It should be more than that. It should yeah. definitely be more than that. Your parents get 10% to help drive you around, stay in hotels where you're doing things. The rest goes into a fund for the kid. Well, the 10% kid's doing to go to the agent too. Um, that's, oh, that's a requirement. That's right. So 80% goes to the kid. Um, but there was examples like Daniel Radcliffe whose parents were totally respectful of it and he had... By the time he was 18, he had like $20 million to his mm-hmm. name. Oh, yeah. Um, it's all about the parents. Yeah. How, how are, it's, it comes down to the parents, how the parents handle those situations. Like I was saying before with the psychology, and honestly, how you allow the industry to affect your child because you are responsible for that child. A lot of parents go, I don't know. It's just like the I've heard Lindsay Lohan's mom and stuff be mm-hmm. interviewed and be like, you know, it just happens so fast. It's like, no, bitch, you're a fucking parent. <laughs> like you have control over how your child lives. I was going to say, when you have, like, the, the examples of Lindsay Lohan, I think, honestly, the number of kids who ended up as stars who ended up being okay is about 50-50, to be really honest. Mm. Because when you have a Lindsay Lohan, you also have a Natalie Portman. Yep. Who was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I want to go to school. Go to Harvard. I, I want to go to, exactly. I want to still do films, but I want to balance it out while I'm still getting my life in check. And people who are like, no, I'm going to do this TV show, but no, I'm going to also finish my high school diploma in high school, and you not with a tutor on the you set. You see that yeah. with athletes, too. The athletes that stay all the way through college and get a degree and then go to the NBA or go to call or go to professional football are well more well... You see them less in the headlines about committing crimes or being involved in something than the, than the people who are like, went to college one year, bailed, right. and by the time I was 19, I had millions of dollars and was irresponsible it's about it. It's the stability factor. Sarah. I will say to a certain extent with the parents, um, they do have some control... Definitely how you teach your kids and how you're there for them. And, you know, like some will make their kids still go to public school and kind of stay humble in that regard Um, and, you know, treat it like a hobby and not like your life's purpose and that sort of thing. But also it is really hard for them to keep control as those kids are getting older because 
the more that the entourage steps in and gets in between you. And you do have to allow some independence to your child at some point. Oh, yeah. They can't be coddled. And then by the, by the time that that gap happens, it's <clears throat> huge. Billy Ray Cyrus has gone very public, and some of it's pretty debatable what he's saying, but, you know, he basically said that Miley Cyrus was completely beyond his control at one point. And they were the only time he could ever keep track of where she was is when people who were managing her were calling him saying, oh, you should you should come to this party for Miley. Oh, it'll be so much fun, basically because they want to get him there when she does something really bad and say that, but see, her dad was looking on, so that totally giving it the thumbs up he's responsible mm. for her being crazy too wow. so there's so there's a lot of power play but isn't there happening something to be there said too for as long as you you're in control and very careful from the very beginning that and doing your best that in most cases they won't go that route i mean honestly you can never i mean my parents were awesome parents and then by the time i was 18 i was just like Fuck you! Yeah, (laughs) with Billy Ray Cyrus, I feel like that's a super big exception because of the fact that he was already a celebrity. Yeah, Yeah. a celebrity with a mullet. Uh So so now we're dealing with the child of a celebrity who is trying to make it her own way as a celebrity. Yeah. Mm. I mean, hell, even her current transition of going like crazy well child and stuff is extremely calculated. It's true. and But though all that was from the time that she was... 18 forward yeah and, and then then we can say that's her that's her bad like yeah. if, if you don't agree yeah. with how she's acting which i don't care but, i get it it's but like a publicity still, stunt, but, but still to a certain extent these kids should be set up so that when they do turn 18 they're not going to go off the goddamn deep end mm. but how much of that can you control like you said like, we're like it's hard to but then it, like that's what i'm saying if you instill the right values early on yes and and remind them this is a hobby. You are doing this for fun, and when you're get when you're grounded, then you can't do that next movie. You know, exactly. like setting that, good boundaries. Setting really good boundaries is is extremely Assertive important. Boundaries, I also yeah. think that they should be like. I feel like some of the more successful people are the ones who are taking breaks, like Natalie Portman, uh, like Elijah Wood. These are the ones who step away. Yeah. yeah, and or the ones like Daniel Radcliffe, who was effectively only doing Harry Potter movies. Can I? Mm-hmm. Can I? I, I, I get what you're saying, too, but I also feel like for these kids, it's less about a hobby anymore. Mm-hmm. They're also learning on the fly to be professionals. Mm. And yes, you definitely have those circumstances where you've got the people who kind of shut up and then failed. But at the same time, you're getting kids who are learning to, to respect acting as if it's a job. So I don't know if punishing them to say that they can't do the next movie is really going to have an impact on them. I think saying you can't have your friends come to the set you know, because you do this thing wrong is probably And of course the parents would word it that way because, I mean, if they don't let their kid do the next movie, they don't get the big fat check. I think it's hard. I think you're actually doing something more dangerous if you're making a kid do a job that early on. I think there's a that reason. True, I true. think there's a reason why there's work permits and yeah. things yeah. like that. Because I mean, the earlier you have these kids working, I think you're doing well, Look at, look at the child stars of the golden age of cinema. You have Judy Garland. You have Mickey Rooney. So the story mm, goes that when they yeah. were making films for the studios, mm-hmm. they would be given barbiturates and oh, amphetamines yeah. to keep them awake and to keep them yep. you know, energetic. And unfortunately, a lot of those actions led to a lot of serious drug addictions, especially mm-hmm. in Judy Garland's case. That's pretty much the reason why yeah. she got addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were force-feeding them. They were mm-hmm. yeah. treating them like like chattel, you know, because yeah. they were just churning out all these products. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, so, yeah, and she had an extremely tumultuous life as a result. Totally. And there's now a lot of labor laws that apply to kid actors. You know, you can't have a kid actor, can't be working more than six hours in a day. Yeah. So they, they have to basically plan the day's shoot around the kid. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they hit that six hour mark, they are gone. Yep. Like, they cannot they cannot keep him around longer. Like, they have any, to be on their shit. Are there like any that. new rules about how, like, mental abuse of kids? Because I remember that uh, Jackie Cooper, if anybody knows Jackie Cooper, he played Perry White in the original Superman movies, all the original yes, Superman movies. he was movies. also a, a kid actor. Yeah, he was a kid actor. He was in um, he was in our gang for a little bit. The little uh, For people who don't know, that's Little Rascals. Um, and then he was in a movie called Skippy. Uh, which was a huge movie based on a comic strip in 1931. And he wrote a book about his life as a child actor called uh, Please Don't Shoot My Dog, where he explains that in order to make him cry in the movie Skippy, the director told the guards that were the security for the set to pretend to take his dog behind a curtain, fire off a fake round, and then tell the kid that they just shot his dog <gasps> on the set to get him to cry. Oh my and God. how it kind of messed his head up. For quite a bit after that, Jesus. can you still do things like that to child actors? I don't. You know, I know it's it's difficult because I know that like when Kubrick was doing The Shining, yes, I'm thinking the same that exact kid thing. Did he not had act, no idea. He had no idea what that movie was about. But they were yep. still able to elicit the same exact yeah. needed reactions from that child actor, which to is make crazy. It look like because Kubrick is known for doing some weird ass shit to oh, his yeah. actors. <laughs> I'm sure to get the right responses. But the fact that they successfully shielded yeah. him from that entire experience and his performance was still so perfect. I I mean incredible right yeah. so that's a success story in that sense but i mean that's just it is rough so I, but i do think that like there's that. still a lot of psychological damage that's just happening again on an offset mm-hmm. where you think that you're not doing anything wrong yeah like again just lavishing attention etc because a lot of these people do grow up to be drug addicts alcoholics and depressed i mean mm-hmm. the guy who played jet jackson yeah he, yeah. he was an adult when he committed suicide and was still on a TV show, but he still offed himself. He was yeah. just a severely depressed I mean, look individual. at Amanda Bynes. Amanda know. Bynes has been around. Well, Amanda yeah. Bynes Tragedy. has a chemical imbalance. Amanda Bynes has yeah. a, a mental issue. So that's, that's but like, to how be said, long did that go undiagnosed? Ex- well, here's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Well, because Disorders like that, though, don't come on until late teen and early adulthood anyway. Mm. So the fact is, even though she was, you know, a successful child actor, teenager, young adult woman, and the schizophrenia, whatever the diagnosis was, just happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, wow. She That's still nice. had a horrible, in, horribly intense childhood. I don't know if it's schizophrenia per se, but it's it, something it was, pretty severe. I think it was, I believe it was bipolar disorder. Either bipolar way, disorder. the thing is, those types of disorders sure. don't really occur, occur okay. until early adulthood. Okay. True. So here's the thing. She was still put on stage at a very young age and expected to perform at a high volume. And that type of pressure to put on any child and to get that kind of unconditional positive regard like that, just on the constant basis, you wonder why she crashed so hard. Yeah. You wonder when she's put into the real world why reality hurt her so badly, regardless of the mental disorders. There's people that are hired by the studios whose job it is is to look out for the welfare of the child because it's obvious <laughs> that they can't trust the parents yeah, to do it all the time. Exactly. Now... Do we think that if this, does this position exist? Does anybody know they they do? They're there, but I mean, are they just there to make sure that you know that they clock out by the right time and that their tutoring happens at the right time? I think we need to get people it's that probably are probably just on set. Yeah, we need to get mm. people that are professionals with regards to like family and child rearing psychology <laughs> to help be a chaperone in these situations totally. because the parents can't be trusted. I mean, look, just be, uh, people. I mean, I mean, I Stage love this moms. country with everything in in me, but. People are like, well, it's that parent's kid, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, and it, it, where's the line, though? Because if you have if you have a studio who has a history of being willing to being very morally flexible when it comes to what they can do to get the reaction out of out of a child, um, I mean, yeah, you can hire a chaperone, but when is it you're going to have that line producer 
who's going to come over and have a talk with the producer and said, no, the studio really would prefer if we did this, mm. you know, and there's a conflict of interest. And if the person disagrees, it's, well, great. Well, we can, we can replace you if you like it. Oh. I don't want to sound like I'm anti Hollywood, but there is those power struggles that Sarah was talking about mm-hmm. where you can, the studio can wield a tremendous amount of power over a person and now say, great. Well, if you have a problem with that, then you can quit, you know, yeah. Uh, and throw it out there and basically say, well, great. No flexibility here. I think it's, I think it is tough when there's, you don't know the damage that you're going to do until it plays out later on yeah. when they're adults. That's really the tough part. And the one thing that is kind of shocking to me is the sexual exploitation mm. that's happening mm, that's of child big, actors. Big deal. And, and sometimes it's, it's subtle, right? Like you don't realize it's happening mm-hmm. until you realize, wow, that. They, and that, that goes both ways. That is not just for, for, no. for girls. It no, goes no, no. for guys. Yeah. And no, girls. and I'm and I'm not just talking about, you know, how they're presented on screen, whatever. But right now I'm actually very literally talking about what's happening behind the scenes with producers, what's happening in Hollywood, and what's happening with now the Brian Singer scandal, which is kind of... Yeah. Sorry, nerds. We actually had a bit of a technical difficulty. One of our cables turned out to be faulty, and so Sarah's audio is going to be kind of low from this point on. Sorry about that, but we promise next time we won't have this problem. Which is kind of... Yeah. Which is funny because we chose this topic... A while ago, we, yeah. we had it planned out, and then all of a sudden, this just kind of coincided. The stars aligned. Yeah. yeah. Funny how that happens. Precogs. Mm-hmm. The precogs did it. Those boobs. They're yeah. responsible for so much. The precogs. I, I tweeted that thing about Mickey Rooney. Oh. And got the retweet back from the Mickey Rooney fans. And then he died the next day. Like a couple days later. Yeah. Did your boobs make the post where they like? They woke up and led you to the computer. How do they tell you? Is it do they just like they perk up in Morse code or something? They just the areolas get hard and the little other bumps next to the nipples pop up. They're they're like little joysticks. It's kind of like you know like really really big man's nipples kind of come out and go into other people's eyes. Mine just go out and start typing. Or what about? <laughs> you know the episode of Ren and Stimpy where the horse uh, gets the nipple covers? Yes. <laughs> so they're kind of like that. Nip- okay. Sarah's are like horse nipple I covers. I like how we just broke the t- awkward tension of like, yes, we're going to be talking Well, about let's keep going. Then. I feel like we've focused a lot on the, the controversies and yeah. the dark side of it. Sure. But what about us going into the kind of idea that these child actors are hired for a reason? And that's because they have an innate There's talent. No yeah, man. I mean, yeah. most recently, Kovanjane Wallace in Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, Oscar nominee. Like, yeah. age five. Yeah. You are having these children give such powerful performances and being able to access parts of themselves and being able to, you know, portray these characters so honestly and so beautifully. Before they're even even able to understand the full like extent of their yeah. work, like pretend, really, yeah, really. Well, exactly. <laughs> I think that you put it pretty succinctly because like what a casting director looks for more than anything. Yes, of course, there's a look, but the look is easy. You can find a bunch of people who fit a certain look or for a certain type. They're looking for that charisma, that yeah. ability to. They literally say they want to fall in love with you when mm-hmm. they see you perform. They want to find some sort of connection with you right away. And you're right. That's what these kids can do because, and I think in a way, kids are more poised to do that too, because they're, how many kids you know are not, are also unafraid to be honest about something. Exactly. Especially when they're playing pretend, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. No, kids have beautiful, beautiful ability to be honest. And I think that's, that's a rare quality, especially in today's age when there's so much 
out there that's able to really turn these children in, you know, to be able to strip their innocence so quickly. And a lot of the kids that had powerful performances in the past, I think either they had very good coping skills and so they were able to kind of like maintain their innocence (laughs) and stay honest. Um, and that's, you know, or all the stuff that happened, happened, you know, after their careers took off, you know, like they all started somewhere and they started somewhere great. Mm -hmm. And I found this list actually of 25 of the, um, youngest Oscar nominees. And, um, some of them include Tatum O'Neill and Paper Moon, um, Abigail Breslin, Little Miss Sunshine, Anna Paquin and the Piano. Okay. Mm -hmm. 11 years old when she won her Oscar. Yeah. I mean, you just love that. Now she makes out with vampires topless. You know, she's got failure. No, I <laughs> and uh, who else do we have? Keisha Castle Hughes and Whale Rider. Do you guys remember? Whale? I yeah, I remember Whale Rider. Yeah. That was beautiful. You know, she became. She actually got pregnant at I believe sixteen. Ooh. Yeah, Shortly ironically, right before the debut of the Nativity Story. Yeah, not which, always which, a bad thing though. Bad, bad. Not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of. I know plenty of sixteen-year-olds that had babies and they're totally fine now. She was. I think she was sixteen or seventeen, and it was with her boyfriend. Yeah. Was in a com- who she was committed with it wasn't exactly like, no wasn't... no no they were there were, there was no nothing yeah. illegal there what uh, that was really funny yeah it's a little side note to that sure. is that movie debuted at the vatican <laughs> and uh and when the catholic league was asked well how do you feel about the lead of this movie having an unwed child and they're, they're like oh these things happen these things happen <laughs> what bullshit That's okay awesome. you guys yeah. remember the will rider the one scene where she is reciting um her song and tears are just streaming down her face mm-hmm. and she's dedicating that performance to her grandfather right Aww. i mean the first time i saw that i just burst into tears it was such a beautiful again honest pure focused like that's acting at the highest quality right, right. there and she's like not even a teenager yet yeah how does that happen how is that possible because these kids have a gift they Mm -hmm. really really do and they're meant to be on screen but they need to be treated better god i feel like i'm like preaching to the mountain because i'm just so passionate about this it's the business needs to change like sarah's saying with this huge problem with this ring that's just been allowed to exist Mm. and and apparently there's been a there was a lawsuit filed in 2000 that nothing came about from and if it is true it's I, I wouldn't surprise me if it was we're still working on all the details but from what i'm reading and what sarah's been reading it's looking like there's no doubt that this is a huge problem but it, it's the business itself has allowed these things to happen it's a business where you throw a ton of money and when you get a ton of money and a ton of people that can do whatever the hell they want and they have a ton of drugs and they, the people left to their own devices in a business like this without some kind of revolution Mm -hmm. it's these terrible things are going to happen and this could just be the tip of the iceberg what worse could happen what else could they be doing yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean i think even judy garland was ridiculously young when she first met minnelli yeah she was 15 16 oh my god and keep in mind that was when she got dorothy right Mm -hmm. that was the thing that like she'd done a couple of films before that but like that was what escalated her to the point where she could be the the co-star to like Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Was it was she in the Andy Hardy movies too? No, um, she might. I'm not sure if she popped up in one or two of them, but I thought that they did. They were doing their own movies together. The Andy Hardy. I mean, they did 16 Andy Hardy movies, wow. which is ridiculous. Yeah, like huh. that's yeah. And this is from the 1930s to like the 19. 19- Exactly. Tobey Maguire only made it through three Spider-Man yeah. movies. Yeah, they did sixteen <laughs> movies in a very short period of yeah. time. Feature-length movies. Well, they were turning these things out again. Once and the a only week. Ways, the yeah. only way she was able to do that is because she was on drugs the whole time. Because they were shoot, uh, they were filming eighteen hours a day. God, that's unbelievable. And they were doing, um, and they were like, like I said, they were cranking on a movie a week. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Shirley God. Temple, though, 
She was only on grenadine. <laughs> oh, and, right? And look at her. And she progressed she on into... failed early. Yeah, yeah that girl did. got the hell out she of Dodge. To, well, because she her movies weren't doing so. so hot, and she realized this isn't for me anymore and but it didn't break her like it did some people no, she, she was like you know what i'm gonna do to, in a country yeah she okay. was an ambassador to ghana she was an ambassador to um i have it down here she was a poster child for unis or one of the founders of unicef wasn't yeah. she really involved yeah. in politics brilliant career post child acting yeah. job so then that leads us to talk about child actors who became successful adult actors elijah wood natalie portman leo dicaprio i've got a i actually have a list river phoenix I have a well, list. I mean, despite yeah, successful my ass. Until. Until his so, death, but still he had a successful adult career. But only for so long. For like three years, years. yeah. <laughs> but so, he did, uh, he did, um, which one did he do he's, that? He's still considered one of the tragedies of what happens to child actors. Yep. I guess. Well, so he's our modern day poster child yeah, for it. I think, I actually think Macaulay Culkin has developed a really nice indie career up to this point. That's it's true. true. I, the last thing I saw him in was Party Monster, which I thought oh. he was awesome in. Although the movie had, I, it, it could have been a better movie, but yeah. he was great in it. You guys, do you remember, um, you've all seen Rebel Without a Cause, right? Yeah. James Dean. So James Dean's co-star in that movie, Salmoneo, mm. um, the kind of you know weaker friend character. Apparently, I'm reading here, um, after that movie was, was released, he got typecast as the troubled teen. Apparently before Rebel, he was actually having quite a successful career. It was kind of a heartthrob. But after rebel he got typecast and then um roles started drying up and after he kept trying to keep his career you know jump starting again he was actually tragically stabbed to death in a hallway in an alleyway robbery and the killer had no idea who he was mm-hmm. oh. i mean talk about your career yeah. just completely taking a nosedive yeah, you to think the point your where career at one point would just at least be able to save your life to the point where someone's about to stab you and goes Oh, you're that guy from that movie. Never mind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that's another really interesting thing, too, is not just the ones who are really you know, successful actors. Uh, Sean Astin. Mm, yeah, career, right? definitely. Um, but the ones that lose their career but still try to hang on to the spotlight and just can't. And <laughs> Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> Corey Feldman. Gary Coleman. Oh, Gary Coleman. Yeah, all of those ones, like a lot of 80 stars, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. Molly Ringwald a little bit, too. She did. She had an extremely successful career in France. Okay, mm. fair enough. French movies, yeah. So then, who would you say would be probably the most successful child to adult actor? Jodie well, Foster. Mm. I'm not sure about that. If you wouldn't mind, she's directed and she's written and she's mm. like she's branched out. Two-time Oscar winner. Go ahead. I actually have a list for ah. Entertainment Weekly. I know you said that earlier, through. but you didn't read anything from well, the list. Well, I was, so we it, I was trying to start, but people were talking. So go for it. Yes. Take charge, Brian. I will break this down. Take charge like a good Hollywood <laughs> parent. Oh my God! What was his name? Um, so let's start with. Here's well. Let, let me go to the list. Um, first off, we got Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah. Right. Who uh, he started off I think at age 14, 15 uh, with the movie Society. Explorers, which oh, also had River Phoenix in it. Uh, captain, my captain. Of course, Natalie Portman, right? Who was first major film was The Professional. We talked about her. Very yeah. successful. Hugely successful now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Bale. Oh, Empire oh, yeah. of the Sun. Oh, Empire look of the... at me. <laughs> no, actually, I'm the king not... of New York. Santa Fe. Wait not new seeing Empire of the Sun, actually. Oh, that's first. right. Empire of the Sun was the shit. I, was just, that... I wasn't saying his first movie. I was just saying. I, I'm trying to mention movies like where these kids are kids. Not, yeah. Because I think Bale at that point was like 18, 19. He had the cutest little British that. accent, too. You're and like, of course, oh. Swing Kids, yes, like you said. so. Swing Kids. Uh, swing Hile. <laughs> Swing Hile! Scarlett Johansson. <gasps> oh, that's right. Because yeah. what was her first really big movie? Was it Stepmom? No. Stepmom. 
No. Was it Stepmom? I remember no. her from um, Back to Ghost The Horse Whisperer. Horse Whisperer, thank you. Yeah. God, that movie was awful, but was she that was great with, in it. Uh, was that with Robert Redford? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, that. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. <gasps> Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio. Kirsten Dunst yes. was so good in Interview with a Vampire. Ryan yes. Gosling. Okay, if your first on-screen Ryan kiss Gosling. is with Brad Pitt... Okay. I'm Hercules. And oh my basically, God. every Mickey Mouse, Mouse Club. Club kid. Yeah, Mickey exactly. Mouse Club too. I mean, wasn't like uh, Justin Timberlake could be kind yeah. of. He even comes though he's later on the list, Sean. He comes later on the list. Well, fuck you and your list, Justin Gordon. JGL, son. They're also kidding. I counting Emma Watson because now she's broken into like perks of being a wallflower. Yeah, that was a beautiful movie. What happened to Rupert Grint, man? Uh, I think he's still working in ginger. England. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, that's part of it. That'll be another episode where we're talking about a uh, ginger discrimination in Hollywood. <laughs> ginger discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why haven't you seen a Pippi Longstocking movie in the last 30 years? What the fuck years? is wrong with you? Coincidence? <laughs> we we mentioned so. JGL at this point, right? Just Hell yeah. Right. Third Rock from the Sun, son. Yep. I'm so uh, glad he cut his hair. And of course, Neil Patrick Harris. <gasps> and PH. Oh, God. <laughs> Although he had a rough patch where he was um, stealing people's cars and doing a lot of ecstasy. And really? Of course no, no, that was the that White Castle movie. movie. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart like slept with a bunch of dudes, apparently. Did she really? Oh, yeah. yeah she Why wrote... the fuck wasn't I one of them? I had <laughs> such a huge crush on Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> she uh, wrote a tell-all. huge crush on her neighbor. You, you, so you mentioned, you mentioned the Olsen twins. Uh-huh. You the guy that climbed up the Justin ladder. Timberlake. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw one out one there. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Oh, Ron Howard. Yeah. He is the most successful Fucking child actor. Two-time yeah, Oscar-winning director. Yeah. You guys, Natalie Wood. Natalie, Natalie Wood. She's successful. She was yeah. successful. She was yeah. definitely successful. Christopher Walken successful. killed her. No, she he was didn't. Not. It was Robert Wagner. <laughs> okay, fine. No, but that thing is so controversial, though. They never really quite figured they, it out. They, they don't even know that... Who benefits? They were Motive. there when Who she benefits? fell off the, the side Robert of the ship. Robert motherfucking Wagner benefits. It was him. They can't prove it. Well, first of all, mm. Natalie Wood couldn't swim. So yeah. why the fuck do you put her on a yacht? Exactly. That's all I, I want to know. That would be like putting Eric on a yacht. I, I, <laughs> oh, no, Because he hates would, boats. He would have no chance of falling off because he'd be hovering in the yeah. middle of the boat. Because he would, he would <laughs> have a no, to the mast. <laughs> he, would have, like, he would have like... I'm sailing! <laughs> like, 6,000 life jackets. It's true, yeah. And water wings. Yeah. <laughs> I, and like and holding two flare guns in case he did end up in the middle of the ocean um, and a real gun in a life raft yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the boat <laughs> picturing poor Eric <laughs> yeah guys how about Johnny Galecki oh, oh Johnny Galecki you said fuck and uh, <laughs> wait no no, no. no that's Jonathan Lipnicki that's Jonathan Lipnicki Johnny Galecki was on Roseanne. Was Roseanne and of course Christmas Vacation was his oh Roseanne. yeah and now he's on The Big Bang Theory. He's yes, all right. Indeed. He's not bad. He is Leonard. Uh, you got Drew Barrymore, of course. Oh, yeah. Yes. One right. of the Start most infamous EP. child stars. Went to rehab when she was like 12. Yeah. What um, a here's another one. Elizabeth Taylor. <gasps> Elizabeth Taylor. <gasps> yeah. Was a child Definitely. actor. Yeah, but she ended up, you know, slowly turning into a shit show, didn't she? She outlived them all, though. Yeah, um, lived them all. How's about Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman. You got yeah. start on Little House of the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Little House of the Prairie, and then the Hogan Family, and then yep. Teen Wolf 2, which we forgive him <laughs> for, and Redemption with the Rest of Development. Uh, uh, do we, I think Keenan Thompson counts too, right? He's, he's, done, oh, he's, done, yeah. he's done almost all television, but absolutely. Yeah. By the way, orange soda. Did he did he eat Kel? I haven't seen Kel. <laughs> I haven't seen Kel. No. I miss uh, Kel. You talked about Anna Paquin. Yes. Um, of course, another... 
a Big Bang Theory person, Maya Bialik. Ooh, right? Blossom. Who has a Blossom. PhD in uh, neuroscience. Who's the one from the one show that became like a math genius? Wonder Years. Yeah. Okay, Danica. Um, Danica Keller or Patrick or something? Danica Danica yeah, she played Danica the... Uh, Danica Patrick's an NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah, Danica um, she played Winnie Cooper, Cooper, right? Stars. Yeah, Winnie Cooper. Yes, and God, she I had got a degree in math. She actually had a whole... Cooper. She had a website yeah. for a while where she would... You could actually like email her math problems and nice. she would help you solve them. Fuck yeah. She does a lot of really really good work for um women who are interested and little girls who are interested in careers in math and science and engineering yeah because you'd be surprised how many how those industries are tough Mm -hmm. for women to bust into because they think oh math is so complicated they can't do that actually no they probably can do it better than you they're breaking stereotypes i love it of course we talked about peter billingsley Mm -hmm. uh he who peter billingsley Mm -hmm. who who the Ralph. Oh, Ralphie. Ralph from Ralphie. Christmas Story. You're gonna talk in character terms here. Elijah oh God! Wood. Do you guys remember? Did you Jerry ever see Foster. the the country? Uh, the country. Um, the um. Red Savage. The, the movie Red Shane Savage. with uh, John Wayne. Did you ever see Shane with John Wayne? I I've seen it. I okay, the little ago. kid. Yeah. Okay, Shane. Uh-huh. Shane. That's like all he says in the whole fucking movie. Uh-huh. Okay, his name was Brandon D. Wild, and he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that movie. Wow. <laughs> he was 11. All he did was Shane. I swear. I swear to God, I um, snore fest. This is a big Ugh. one too. Jeff Bridges was a kid actor. Oh yeah, the whole Bridges, Lloyd Bridges, keeps, yeah. bridges. Lloyd Bridges just All put his kids and everything. All the Bridges, the Bridges, 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 bridges of Hollywood County. Of Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> the Bridges of Hollywood County. There you go. There's a movie for you right there. Oh, Can I play Bo Bridges? <laughs> Okay. Like circa that terrible P.T. Barnum movie he did right. for TV. That's amazing. <laughs> what, did uh, I reference that horrible TV movie? I think the one when I'm surprised we haven't really talked about it that much, uh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci? Uh, oh, my God, yeah. Christina yeah. Ricci. I mean, every, the Adams. thing is, is these are all ones that we grew up watching and I was like madly in love with. Larissa yeah. Olenek, who oh. was oh, in Alex yeah. Mack. Yeah. Oh, my God. I awesome. would have killed people for her. Christina Ricci is probably one of my all-time favorite people now just because I learned that... Her, she named her dog Karen Carpenter. Because <laughs> it's really skinny? Because, I don't know, but it's just really fucking funny if you have to say, oh, I gotta take Karen Carpenter out for a walk, or Karen Carpenter threw up on the carpet again. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, what was the name of the actress That's who played in The Exorcist? Who's The Exorcist? Uh, Linda Blair. Linda Blair, dude. She fucking broke her back making that movie. Okay, The first they, movie? Yeah. That scene. They strapped yeah. her into that thing and they're yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. throwing her around the room on that poor but bed. But she signed up for Exorcist she... 2, The Heretic. And mm-hmm. then she did Repossessed, which That's was right. the Leslie Nielsen movie. It was hilarious. <laughs> yep. Oh my she's gosh. like serving up split pea soup to her kids. <laughs> and then she was also in an, uh, a tour of, uh, of Greece. She was Rizzo. Nice. Yeah, she was. Yeah. When she was when she had become an adult. Huh. Oh, here's something interesting. Timothy Hutton. Do you guys watch Justified? Oh, yeah. So apparently he's the youngest winner of the Best Supporting Actor. Apparently Timothy Hutton fell uh, prey to the Oscar curse, and uh, all of his movies post his Oscar mm. win were like really bad. <laughs> so that kind of sucked, but whatever. Anyway, yep. What I think I want to know is, okay, so what child actor... Do you guys remember, like, seeing growing up with whatever that you, like, seriously, they dropped off the face of the goddamn planet and you have no idea what the hell's going on? I'm just going to skip me because I didn't even get to see who my favorite one was earlier. (gasps) No, no, I just, because how I am, I want to make a big deal about this and make you all feel bad, but not actually resolve it. Get over yourself. 
God. I one mean. that fell off the face of the earth. Fell off the face of We've head. never seen since. Yeah. Mm. What happened to the best friend from Doogie Hauser? Oh. Oh, yeah. The he guy died. who was always like combing his hair and it was like a stereotypical Italian kind of guy. Uh, hello, He's Jonathan Lipnicki. The yeah. human head weighs eight pounds. Oh, he's beefcake. Yeah. He looks exactly the <laughs> same. So With the same face, but like totally With ripped beard. body. Like totally ripped. Like his um, face is like his body's photoshopped. Okay, we never thought it was actually good. What happened to the kid from Flight of the Navigator? Mm. Oh, yeah. I say, what about the kid from The Goonies and in Indiana Jones 2? Oh, Dana. <laughs> Jonathan K. Kwan. Yeah, yeah. That kid? I always wanted to believe that he one, one day just was making booty traps. Sean, it's <laughs> making booty traps for no everybody. Love, Mr. Data's booty traps, <laughs> and they were like a—it was a bunch of kids prank things, you know. Like it was—it would give you a boxing yes. glove that shot out of your. He became Inspector Gadget. How's that? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> well, Will Wheaton now is—he's got the tabletop show. Yeah, yeah Super and nice. he is king nice. of Twitter. Well, he's all about geek and sundry. That's yes. his, that's his baby. Yep. On, love that uh, guy. Internet's. And he's—he was college roommates with Chris Hardwick. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they were college roommates. I would, oh my god, I want to go back in time and be their third right? roommate. <laughs> I'd be a fly so on that wall. Fun. It would be. <laughs> and it'd be like, hey man, um, introduce me to Jenny McCarthy in like five years. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and don't drink so much. Don't drink so <laughs> much. Why, why would you want to meet Jenny McCarthy? Would you want to try and influence her I would try. vaccination? Yeah, exactly. I was going to be like, vaccinate gone. your kids, you dumb blonde bitch. <laughs> She's also, Donnie do Wahlberg. She's getting married to Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Well, she was married to Jim Carrey. No, well, no, I mean, they minute. were in a partnership, but... Oh, okay. no. partnership? A comedy partnership? Wait, who, who, uh-huh. who, Jay McCarthy? Yeah. 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 Donnie. <laughs> yep. I've been watching a lot of Wahlbergers mm-hmm. lately. <laughs> she's on the what, the, she's on the View now, Jay McCarthy? Yeah. yeah. I got an idea. Oh, put down the e-blue cigarette and put a needle in your kid's arm, you dumb blonde bitch. Stop it! <laughs> Goodness gracious! Sorry, I'm. I did you see that thing she posted on Facebook where she's like, "If I was, if you're like, what are you looking for in a mate? Like, you tell me anything you want." And everybody was like, "I'm looking for someone who's smart enough to realize they should vaccinate their kids because <laughs> vaccinations don't cause autism." <laughs> Ooh! Did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think we. Uh, I think we pretty much covered it. This was exciting, you guys. I think we just like awesome. exploded with information. Um, we do it's like have a pinata some... of. of stuff yeah okay. a lot of cursory information. this is obviously something that we want to continue as a conversation of course there's a lot that we left social out. media and mm-hmm. exactly i mean we i didn't go much into the history like we can were i say who my to. favorite child actor was now that yes, we're yes. Gonna... now we can all right god damn it just speak up sean okay so now that i actually have to think about it i i, I don't know oh god I you son of a bitch i can't say that because it's my brother that doesn't make oh no 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 i'm sorry this is a child actor who disappeared for a while then came back for one or two movies, and then has since disappeared. And when I saw him in the movie he came back for, I was like, thank God this dude's back, and then I haven't seen him yet. Charlie Corsmo, who played uh-huh. Peter Pan's son in Hook, and then Jack, he disappeared yeah. for a while, oh, and then he popped back right. up in Can't Hardly Wait as yes. the nerd, and then he was awesome oh, in that movie, oh and then disappeared again. Oh, speaking of Hook, Dante Brasco. Mm. Okay. Rufio. 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 Oh, that guy's an amazing Rufio. dancer. He was in, like, Gap commercials back in the 90s. Right. So, funny thing is apparently, so he did he did Hook, and then recently people have seen him in the College Humor video where he was doing the auditioning for, and, yeah. And everybody was just like making him do the stuff from Hook. <laughs> um, but for a long time before that, he was actually pretty widely known in the Filipino community because he was doing a lot of like small gigs and stuff. Good on him. Of being completely hateful of 
hook. Oh no! Like wrecking it for him. He, really? You would, would shit on How him. How can you be hateful of Hook? But, but here's the thing: I'm glad that he's accepted it and at least did that college humor video. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know what? He's probably cursed because of that to have the exact same pitch in his voice as he did back then. Because if you hear him talk now, it's like your voice didn't change from when you were Rufio. Yeah, not really much. Nope. Hopefully not that hair yeah. too. I'm the pan. <laughs> you know what I always wanted? A dad. A dad. Just like you. Okay, so speaking of can't hardly wait, that's one of my favorite scenes when he just like gets so wasted that he takes over the band. Yeah, he takes over the band. Just like starts singing and like rips his shirt. I remember this song. I tutored a guy. (laughs) I played this song, and he does. um, He just turns into a rock star. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green. green. Girls are pretty. I can't feel my legs. The best. (laughs) I have no legs. legs. But the part where he's planning the infiltration of the thing, oh, and yeah. he's like, and the, their friends are like, I don't want to be Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm gonna, and they keep arguing. He's like, all right, you're both gonna be Kiss Dolls. Kiss dolls. Keep arguing. I was like, that's like a conversation I actually had. At one point. Know, right? You guys, I think one of the greatest child actors of our current generation, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh my yeah. God, she's oh, amazing. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. So Let the right but one it's in. Creepy. So in the Muppets movie, makes a quick little cameo. It's right. creepy how good she is because oh, the yeah. fr- she blew me away. And kick ass. Totally. Oh, yeah, Made the whole movie, and yeah. I was just like, you at the shot. same time, though, I was like, I, hopefully she has the wherewithal to understand the parody that she was, but could that yeah. have an effect on her psychologically being that character in that movie? Well, she is transitioning into like teen romantic mm-hmm. movies. Yep. Not so much comedies, but definitely dramatic, dramatic uh, teen well, movies. Carrie. The thing is, is I guess yeah. they were. I You know, this article, I swear to God, I, I, wish, I, I wish I read more of it, but they were saying it does. Does she have a market mm-hmm. in the young adult film right. or whatever? Because they're basically saying that she's at the point of already bypassing it because she's just so good. Yeah, wow. that she that she could kind of go beyond what she's doing now and just she could just do legit. And do whatever she it's wants. the Oscar Movies. curse. I yeah. mean, you're given so much cred and you have yeah. so much talent that you're almost too good. It's like Lupita Nyong'o. Like, mm-hmm. after her win, people are like, how do we market Lupita? Yeah, what do we do with her? Yeah. Oh, like, shit. You market, like, you market Meryl Street. That's what you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do. So, everybody think we should get to some listener feedback? Hell, yeah! Listener feedback. Yeah. The one um, from San Ramon and Pleasant Hill, it's funny because I live in San Ramon and I go to school in Pleasant Hill. That is, that is from Ryan. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Like, hell yeah. When he said that, I was like, hey, hometown buddy. So yeah, this is from Ryan. And it says, uh, subject, Century 21. Messages, I heard the Nerds on Film episode about the Century Dome Theaters. I live in San Ramon, and my girlfriend lives in Pleasant Hill, a few blocks away from the Cinearts Dome Theater. Well, the Cinearts Dome Theater was there for almost 50 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And now the dome has been replaced with a Dick's Sporting Good. I can attest to this. I've been there. It's Yeah, it was a Century horrible. at one point. It was there. Yeah, yeah I think that was um, the first. That might have actually mm-hmm. been the first. Really, that one was the first. That was the one because it was Because it was... Sufi, who started it in San Ramon, so that yeah. actually okay. might have been V1. Yeah, no, San Ramon, Danville, that whole area is full of old theaters. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Um, but he goes on to say, yeah, Dick's Sporting Goods. I remember going to see Stargate in the Dome Theater, and this quote, this was in parentheses, and this was before IMAX, and I just remember that the seats would go on for days. It re- it's really sad that these theaters are being replaced by L.A. Fascadic Megaplexes with no magic to them, only multicolored halogen lights. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that, sir. 
Um, we got one from a person who's labeled just me. <laughs> and uh, it says, from me to Deuteronomy. Huh, that kind of almost rhymes. Uh, also, the person's words. Hi, both podcasts. You're just such a good actor, yeah. we couldn't You're tell. You're so funny, Brian. I, hi, both podcasts are fantastic, but I did spend half of the last Nerds on Film episode <laughs> mentally yelling, shh, at my phone because everyone keeps insisting on not keeping Sean's comments in. Fucking thank you! <laughs> We're Sean's just reacting in real time, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although you can't hear this because we edit these heavily, but I do talk yes. too much. Yeah. So sometimes when they're saying shh, it's not the... It's not the quality of the content, it's the quantity. It's literally so This we is can why we just... keep shushing, because we can't let finish feedback. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the person, the writer continues with, uh, Sean's comments slash statements are solid gold, and I would happily pay for an outtake reel of everything even he edited out of the podcast, because if laughter is the best medicine, I would never be sick again after listening to them. That's fucking Sean, how many hours of outtakes do we have at this point? We're at like six hours and 30 minutes almost. Dang. How much of that is just me burping? <laughs> no, honestly, a lot of the first 50 episodes worth of outtakes, the there's a lot. Like, it's always the very beginning parts, and it always starts with you just being like, yeah. And I loved it, though. I always would laugh. I'd be like, if it didn't start with Sarah burping, I'd know something was wrong. <laughs> it's a dark uh, day. <laughs> he goes on to, or he or she goes on to... Uh, offer suggestions for topics and i think we're gonna hold off for those but um thank you for sharing them we definitely love the ideas and we will they had a lot of nerds um this person he or she had a lot of nerds on history suggestions but maybe we should say the one that was nerds on film which yeah. was saying seeing as we are all nerds maybe a history of fandoms would be interesting fandoms have probably been around since stories were invented but it really started up in the last couple hundred years um is that janites janities mm. Janites? Janites? What are Janites? Janites are, uh, Janism is a uh, religion. Okay. Ah. Janites, Sherlockians, and the Middle Earth fandoms are possibly the oldest modern ones, but I would be interested in learning more about it. Maybe we could do that as like a crossover episode. That'd be cool. Yeah, the history. I'm referring to that as Janism. But anyway, okay. Janites. Cool. Yes, we'll look it up. People that love Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, as uh, she also says, I would also be interested in hearing Sean's favorite slash most screwed up joke because life is too short to not enjoy highly inappropriate material. Oh, wow. Okay. So, are we going to do this right now? <laughs> Should we do this? Um, What's small and red and can't walk through doors? Oh. A baby with a javelin through its throat. No! Oh, <laughs> that one. God. Or what's hurts. the difference... Oh my god, hold on. Oh, no. What should I say? Let's move, on. Let's move on. Let's move on. No, 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 no. Let me say one more thing. Brett! Talk to me, baby. Uh, Brett said, so I'm watching Night at the Roxbury, and for some reason, whenever I watch movies, as well as history-related stuff, my mind always goes back to us, guys and gals. Uh, now, why I'm writing this... Now, back to why I'm writing this. <laughs> When you are finally able to start making videos of stuff, it would be awesome if Sean and Brian, if he ever visits, and vice versa, ding, ding, ding. recreated <laughs> scenes from this movie. Just think about it and how funny would it would be, because I'm watching this movie and I keep cracking up at the thought. Hope everyone is doing great and Amelia continues to be healthy and awesome. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. You want to be the, basically us to be the Butabi brothers from... Yes. I could like do it on my iPhone right now. Be, you guys just go I for it. I honestly think that would be a really great Halloween costume for you guys. Oh, shit. With, wait till your With the sideburns? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You have to plan a trip for Halloween, basically. Like, Sean, you would have to grow your hair out so you could do like the Wilford. It gets too curly. <laughs> I'd have to flat iron it, and I don't know about that. My hair is fine, and it'll I break. Help, I can help you. Girlfriend could do it, too, yeah. 
you know what? She won't let me grow my hair out longer. She likes to keep it high and tight. Oh, if hey. I, as soon as it gets a little too long, she's she calls my hair place, the place oh, no. I get my hair cut, and is like, I made an appointment for you. <laughs> get that yeah. stuff buzzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like, is fine. She likes a haircut. You can set her watch, too. <laughs> yeah, because right after I get my haircut, she fucks harder than any other time of the month. Oh, wow. God. So. <laughs> hey Yeah. Can I say my horrible Ooh. joke now? Oh, my God. What's the difference <laughs> between tires... No. No. <laughs> no. You went We there. at Nerdonomy <laughs> don't uh. condone anything that Sean has ever said. How many Jews? No. How many Jews crossed the line? What? Because <laughs> you know. Oh, no. I don't want to know. No. What else do I got here? Sean, stop. No. Akbar, Akbar. <laughs> what? Okay, all right, all right, all right. We can say one that I can say on the podcast that's not racist or horrible. Okay. You did the one with the baby in the What is the one. only downside to eating bald pussy? <laughs> Ew. That is not okay that to put on. That's not going on the Why is that not going either? You said no, no racism. No. You said no racism. Well, you said the, the, the baby with the javelin thing. I think that is gross, that's... but that one's actually okay based on what we've done. That that one one baby in that that joke one I made up. Dead. Because I ran out of dead baby jokes one day because I'd read them all and repeated them all, and so I had to make up my own. <laughs> all right, thanks everybody for listening. You can get us on our social media. You can hit us up on Twitter at Nerdonomy or on Facebook at the Nerdonomy page. Uh, you could also hit us up on our personal Twitters. I am at Big Sean Mo. I'm at Roxy Noberry. I'm at Brian Moriarty. I'm at Sarah Ash 16. And if you have it in your heart and your wallet, please go to our donate button on our website and give us just a little bit of money. We could really use it. I mean, I back this is the first time I'm seeing the inside of the cave and it looks like El Salvador. Oh. It does. It looks like a really nerdy it looks like a kid who loves nerdy movies and Batman and Star Wars, but in El Salvador. In El Salvador. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's not that bad. It's actually quite cool in here, but we could always use the money. We've got a video initiative coming up. We need the money for that. And Still it's, hit off the computer. Any little bit of like you can do I mean, what's the minimum you can do for PayPal? I think a, a dollar. dollar. Yeah. Nice. Just Toss us a dollar, and I'll send you a picture of my taint. Yay! I promise. Wow. Hey, guys, they're going to send us the money, and I'm just going to send a picture of a taint from Google Images. (laughs) They won't know. Side note, side note. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On that note, guys, until we meet again, stay nerdy, and tune into us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. (laughs) See ya. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance.